I'm Brandon, I'm a shrink. I'm Derek, and I'm a drunk. And, and we're, we're here, here to, to get, get real about recovery. recovery. We're going. Right, what's up? It. Yeah, what's up? What's happening? How's the week? <laughs> it's good. Good. Yeah. So uh, we're talking to mom and dad today. And uh, mom and dad, uh, what is helpful for an addict? That's a big question, right? Um, why don't you start us off, Derek? For you, um, what is support? What's what's helpful, and 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 how can a mom and dad truly be an asset for their child who's struggling with addiction? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's important to understand that I think by nature, I feel, I've been thinking a lot about this, um, that everybody is is codependent, you know, to a certain degree, right? Like, I mean, everybody, whenever you love something or you're connected to something, especially your children, it's really hard to be objective. You know, and so right. to think that you're going to be able to handle all these situations perfect and be able to not be codependent, I think is unrealistic. You know, okay. and so, yeah. um, so I think that just like starting off, I think it's like good to know that. Well, it's, I think that the, as a parent, the natural thing to do, um, it, which is the total natural thing to do, is oftentimes the unhealthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so we want to we want to jump in, we want to take over, we want to enable, um, we want to fix it. Like all of those things are, are is our is our like knee jerk reaction to watching you know our child the person we love the most hurt themselves, right? And and most parents I think think I think most people were raised to believe that if we love something, then we should protect it, we should coddle it, we should. And so it's kind of redefining too, like what is love? And I think addiction will do that better than anything. It's like how do you how do I show love? Not protectiveness it, it forces that paradigm shift if a parent really does want to be supportive one from okay if i love something then i'm gonna like you say nurture it um i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure it's comfortable um to love is something different love love is is loving someone right where they're at allowing them to um to experience some things so they can learn so they can grow and it's brutal. It's it's brutal. It's a brutal process to watch, um, and and, and t- to be able to hold that tough love can be so excruciating mm-hmm. and so difficult. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, you you talk about codependency. Uh, let's define that. Like what what is codependency? Um, you know, what is enabling an addict? What does that look like? Were you enabled in any way, Derek? Do you want to talk about that? Absolutely. I mean, it's. It's weird. I mean, I, I think I've enabled and yeah, definitely. I think that it's when, you know, my, my parents wanted it so bad for me. Friends wanted it so bad for me that even though I didn't want it, you know, like they really pushed just to get me into something, you know, just anything, just to make themselves, you know, feel better. Right, right, right. I mean, it's based on good intentions, but, um, like I didn't want it for myself. And it's, and now because a good chunk of the last few years, I've been involved directly. Well, well, but with but so Derek, then what are they to do? If 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 like they they want you to get better, but they're watching you struggle, um, but just pushing it and trying to do it for you and setting it all up for you. If that's not helpful, then what in the world are they to do? Let me make let me make let me experience pain. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so so. So th- what? So in a lot of ways, the the healthy thing for a parent to do is to um, allow their child to go down to those really dark, scary, 
places. Yeah. And yeah. it really is the best, you know, like, I, I mean, just last week, had a parent call me, loves their kid. There's levels of codependency, right? Right. You know, there's, I think the worst codependency anyone could ever do is just deny that there's an issue, right? Like, my kid's perfect. Right. But I think most parents fall into that that middle codependency where it's like, okay, he's got an issue. We're upset with him. We're ready to cut him off. But we want him to get help so bad, even if he doesn't want to get help. So doing intake coordinating where I worked for for a number of years dealing with parents, you know, you get a phone call from the parents, my son's ready. He's at the depths of hell. Will you guys take him in? He's ready to change. I'm like, well, then the first question I ask is, I understand you love him, but like, why isn't he on the phone with me? Why doesn't he call me? Exactly. Yeah. And they want so, and then like, you know, because an addict won't really get into recovery or really change if they're waiting for somebody to hold their hand through it. Mm -hmm. And the addict needs to go through that pain and experience that pain so that they can get their own healing. So if mom and dad are, are babysitting them all the way through it, in the end, it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, and I think you got to take a look at, see, people look at, I think sometimes people look at like addiction and how bad it is based on like behaviorally, like how bad has this person got, right? Like there's two different aspects. When I see somebody that's like in a changing you know, position, a lot of people just, because I know a lot of great guys that don't have a, a ton of behavioral issues. Mm-hmm as opposed to people that have had like a ton of behavioral issues, been in and out of jail, been in and out of institutions. But I'm never really too concerned about where they're at, like the issues that they have, their childhood issues, their trauma, all that. I am concerned solely on the fact of how bad do you want it? Like, where are you in the humility stage? Because there's been like some really savvy, like great, cool guys that would I'd be great friends with that don't really have it, you know, any so, behavioral so, issues, but they aren't willing. They're not ready. So, so you're absolutely right that, the kind of the secret sauce to create recovery is that internal motivation and desire mm-hmm. is, is that somebody I've seen people in the depths of hell with addiction and, and they've, they've climbed their way out and they create recovery. But the way that they do that is they want it. So bringing it back to the discussion about a parent, the way that a parent can support their child to want recovery is to allow them to feel enough pain to be motivated to internally go for their recovery. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So going back to like from the eyes of a parent, parents will call and they'll say like their son maybe hasn't gotten as bad as a lot of sons. Right. So they think like he's less, he's, he's better off. Right. Like, cause he, has, he hasn't gotten bad enough yet. He hasn't picked up like nine DUIs. He doesn't have a bunch of like assault charges. He has. Right. So they're like, he's not that bad because like his behaviors aren't that bad, but it's like, well, why? But then another guy will call me like his mom's like, he's ready. Then the guy will call me and he's been like in and out of jail, but his he's mentality motivated. is like, I'll do whatever. And sometimes those parents are more or less faithful or less believing that their kid can change. Right. So it's like, I think you gotta, for the parents, they should look at 100% at the willingness of their child as opposed to, well, just because my kid just went on a mission and he's like active in the church and stuff, but he's got a huge problem with like oxys or like Percocets or something like just because he hasn't gone further down that scale doesn't mean he's not worse off. It's like, where's the humility? You're right. You're right. But okay. So I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit. Um, there's, there's parents out there listening probably that are thinking, 
you make it sound so easy. Just just back off, let your child feel pain. Um, but let me give you some some examples, some scenarios. I worked with a a guy years ago, and um, he was he was spending his days drinking in his parents' basement all all the time, just drunk in his parents' basement, and he wanted to get sober, but he didn't really want sobriety or recovery that badly. Um, I got his parents in therapy. We started talking about boundaries, tough love, um, ways to support him. And they set up this, this thing where they said, look, if you, if you drink in our basement, you can't live at our house. We want you to live here. It's fine. We love you, but we can't have, have you basically killing yourself in our basement. That, that doesn't work for us. Um, so within the week he drank at the house, they asked him to leave. Um, he went out and he overdosed that night. Did the parents do the right thing? Absolutely, they did the right thing. Their son's dead. Right. And that, I can't imagine, you know, like the pain. That's, I think that that's the hardest thing, you know. I mean, what do you say to that? That's got to be, right. that's so hard. I'm not saying that no matter what, it sucks. It's shit. It sucks to have to be in that situation. Right. But I think that's the best possible decision. Because it would have been a slow death if it wouldn't have been. That, that was their way to fight for him. Mm-hmm. That, that was their way to say, look, we're going for it, even if it's hard. And, and, um, and, the, and they, they did it, and it backfired. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that he would have slowly suffered and killed himself by their enabling and mm-hmm. by his addiction, drinking his life away in their basement. And so I do think that they, they made the right move, even though it didn't end up the way that they wanted it to. That was the best thing they could have ever done. It's, it's the only, it was, it was their only real option. Yep. Um, now I want to, I want to talk about another thing that parents can do because we're just talking more about the boundary side of things. Like, look, set up the structure, have the boundaries. Um, don't give them, you, you know, the enabling, beh- enabling is so interesting. Um, if, if your kid is spending $200 a day on heroin, but you're buying every meal that they eat, you're in a roundabout way buying their heroin, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Um, and, and you don't look at it that way, but really you're keeping them comfortable enough to be able to have the means to be able to do their drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're keeping yourself comfortable too. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're feeding your own fact that, you know, that's the whole codependency thing. You're, you're scared to death of pulling back and pulling away yep. and having those boundaries. So you're keeping yourself comfortable while they're killing themselves. Yeah. Um, but there's an, there's another thing that's really important and that is love. And what I mean by that is I've seen parents be very um, extreme to the side of, of tough love and boundaries where they're just like, you know what? You make your own bed, you sleep in it. So, you know, deal with it. Like basically you piece of crap. Um, you're the one that gets these consequences. You're bad. You're horrible because you're just an addict, you know, and, and they almost shun them. They uh, they push them away from the family. They lose faith. They isolate them out of the family mm-hmm. um, because they think that they're doing the right thing by being boundaried, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this balance. There's this thing that a parent can do that, that that's the healthiest, which is absolute unconditional love mm-hmm. to their addict child and, and an empathy and an understanding of their struggle. How hard is it for that child to to suffer and struggle in their addiction, that the, they're, they're suffering and, and they're in a lot of pain. 
And the parent can connect to that and say, I love you right where you're at. You're okay right where you're at. Oh, and by the way, I have my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't judge you. I get your pain. I see that you made mistakes. I still accept you. I still love you. But I can't enable you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's that you, you kind of balance those two things out. And that's that's basically what you can do as a parent. Exactly. And, and I think really what we're talking about here, too, is it's like these are best practices versus what's comfortable because part of breaking away from codependency and truly loving your child as much as you possibly can doesn't usually it hurts. It's It's, it's it's doing the uncomfortable. It's more painful than to be codependent, right? It's, it's easier to keep the kid at the house, let him live in the bed and not kick him out because then you never have to be scared that he's going to go out and overdose, right? Yeah. So it's a lot more. But my, my parents, that was the beautiful part about my support system and, and my family was, sure, there was some times of like codependency, but it did. It was to that point where I was close to be like being out in the streets. I mean, that it was that was the next move. Right. And they were totally in the right and okay having me do that. But at the same time, when I was ready to change, when it was coming from me, and I was like, I want to go to this place. Then they were totally supportive to like let me go and detox at their house and then help me transition into you the You knew place. you were loved. You knew they supported you. Yeah. But you, I knew that they weren't going to accept my bullshit at all. Like right. I, I knew that I knew if I would have went to their house to detox and I would have drank, they would have said, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That right there. So, so you have that feeling of like, mom and dad, you care about me. You love me. I hate that you might hold boundaries with me because... Most addicts want to, want to keep certain things in their life. They want to keep their substance of choice. They want to keep their addiction going. But they also want to like keep their relationships that are supporting that addiction. Yep. And, um, and it's, it's really hard as a healthy person to say, look, I love you, but I can't be in a relationship with you if you're using me to use your drugs, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, if you drink while you're detoxing at my house, you got to go, but you can, you know what? There's a warm pillow and, um, there's a bed for you. If you're detoxing like rah, 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 I'm right here with you. Right. So, you know, I think, and B, you know, this, I mean, from like doing therapy and clinical work, like, I think most, most parents understand this. Because, I mean, I'm right now I'm thinking of, like, a few relationships I know that, like, I have, that people I love that they have, where they know that they got to just set those boundaries. Right. They still love them. But then it's, like, those boundaries, it's crazy how, like, they start to creep up, and then you uh, start to change it. And then, like, you, you justify enabling just a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. you talk to the parent, they're like, I know. Like, I know I've got to do it, and I'll do better. Like, But that, like, you look and... It's like my addiction, you know? It's yeah. like you go back and you're like, well, where the hell, what's been going on for the past three years? He's still living in the basement. Totally. He's still hooked on meth. Totally. And like, you're still like racking your brain thinking like, how the hell are we going to like right. handle this But guy? the parent's justifying it because it's so uncomfortable to actually stay firm to those boundaries. Right. Uh, and it brings up another really important point, which is as a parent of an addict, you need your own recovery. And what that means is you need your own re- recovery system. If you're going to hold these boundaries, it's going to be extremely hard to do it on your own. Yeah. You need somebody in your ear that says, you're okay as a parent. You're doing the right thing. Yep. Um, hang in there. You're tough. You can, you can handle this. Um, you, you need that because um, if you're just trying to go at it alone, you'll probably give in. 
Yep. And it's, and it's a hundred percent about you, right? Like it's so easy to be like, cause once, once there's an addict in the family, it now is a family addiction, right? Like no matter what, like now you've entered into that realm, there's nothing you can do about it, but it's not so much ever about controlling what the addict does. It's just about, okay, I got to take a hundred percent responsibility over what my role is now. So I'm a parent. Yes. So I have roles. What is it that I need to do to maintain a healthy relationship with myself and with this addict that has 100% to do with me? So whatever decisions he decides to make are going to be his decisions or her decisions. But you know what I mean? I think it's really easy to get honed in on as long as they're doing the thing that I wanted to be doing, right? Right, right, right. But, but, but you know, bringing, bringing your parent guilt to the table in order to deal with your addict child isn't helpful. So, so if, you know, if you're thinking, well, yeah, I've screwed them up and this is all my fault. And if I would have only done this or that or whatever, you know, and and what that parent guilt does is it just feeds that codependency because it's like, well, I'm, I want, I've screwed them up. So I want to make them happy now. So I'm going to keep them comfortable where you're going to have to do some hard things where your child might hate you. And if you got that parent guilt going on, it's going to be hard to do that. What you need to do is is accept the past for the past. It's happened. Yeah. Raising your child wherever they've... Those things have happened. But operating in the here and now is, okay, those things have happened. How can I be the best parent today that I possibly can be in order to love my child and help them live the life that they want to live? Which which is recovery. You know what I mean? Like That's recovery. You know, as we talk, like the principles are the same. I just think that it's so easy when you have a loved one that's addicted to think like, well, that's recovered. They're in recovery. But right when someone in your family is addicted and is ready to start the recovery process, like immediately you have to start that process as well for totally. you. Not, totally. And, and the same things you're saying, like accepting the past, not but, living in guilt. Right? But here's this thing, which is, look, I'm not the one out getting high. I'm not the one getting drunk. So why should I have to go to my Essanon or my, my Al-Anon meetings? Why should I have to work my recovery? Why do I need to get a support system now? I'm not the one that made these decisions. That's on them. What's Essanon? Uh, it's uh, a 12-step uh, for sexaholics partners. Partners. That's what Essanon is. I didn't know like that. Al-Anon is 12-step yeah. for, for parents and partners of an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but... Here, here's the thing, Derek, is that whole train of thought, uh, yeah, you're not the one shooting up. You're not the one stealing from people and getting drunk or wh- whatever the addict is doing, right? Um, you can sit there and blame them. You can sit there and, and tell them like how horrible it is what they're doing, but you have a choice. You have, you have your own responsibility to choose to heal and be healthy with this yeah. or not, and that's on you. It's not on on your addict child mm-hmm. to to figure out your healing and your recovery with this. That's on you, yeah. and that's your responsibility, right? And then you know, even looking at it from from uh, you know, like my point of view as an addict, and thinking about my parents, that that was a little bit there, like especially with with my dad, um, where he feels like a failure, like a disappointment, mm-hmm. you know, and. And, I, and part of it for me even, because then like, so he's feeling that way because of me. And then I'm feeling that way because he feels he's that feeling way, right? that way. And then like you failed him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, but as long as I keep that and it, the same principles apply for him too. And I, again, I realize how difficult this is, but even from like my end, like I have to let him 
I had to get to that point where it's like, you know what? I've, I've made my decisions. I understand that hurts me. And a lot of it's true. I came from a phenomenal home, a phenomenal right. house. My parents did everything that they were supposed to do, but it's like, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, you, you know what dad, like that's just, that's the card you're dealt. Like you got to deal with that. You can't take like, that on for it, him and exactly. fix it for him and, and work his recovery for him. Yeah. That's his to work. I think that happens a lot in recovery though. I think even like, so it starts out the parents codependent, then the kid gets sober and then I think the kid always has to deal with the fact of well, why, because their parents feeling like a failure, and, you know, and, right, so it's and, like, and, and the parents haven't going. done their own work. It, it's right? like, it just keeps it just going. just feeds the shame and the roots to the addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any last thoughts for parents, Derek? I, I think, I think about this all the time and I know it's so difficult. Like we, we talk about this, like, Oh, like, you know, here, this is a subject and we're just spending like 25, 30 minutes on it. But it's like, this is so difficult. It's so hard. And I, I know that, but I do know that I know that there's support systems out there that for parents. And I know it is about the best way to love is to be supportive and to completely let them experience, you know, pain. I know that those are just words coming out of my mouth, but like I've seen it time and time again, the parents that do that, that allow their kids to really go through that, that stuff. Those that's the best. That's always ends up being the best scenario for the parent and for the kid. Yep. As long as they do it with love. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so one, one of our plans, uh, Derek and and I's plan, we, we recognized, you know, 25 minutes talking about this really isn't enough. And so, so, uh, we're building out content, um, where we can help parents in, in specific situations. Uh, we can help addicts in, in situations. So check us out on our Patreon account, at the shrink and the drunk over over at Patreon, and um, yeah, keep look keep checking for content here on the on, podcast on the podcast and on Facebook, and um, we're here to help you. We're here to give you everything we got to to help you along this journey. So if if you found this helpful today, then please share it. Um, we're trying to get get this message out there, and it's really helpful right now, especially as we're starting this. If you if you share it, so we'd really appreciate that. So. Have an awesome day, you guys. We'll see ya. Peace.